0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Want to welcome in a guest. We love having this guy on here, co-worker of ours, but uh, he is, of course, one of the voices of the Atlanta Falcons on radio, along with West Dorm, our own David Archer. Want to join him. And my question for Dave isn't first about football. This guy's a parent. But he's a parent of a certain—he's a parent of a certain age, and I'm wondering, does he think back fondly of those days when he had to go out and take his kids out trick or treating this past week? Are you glad that's behind you, man? And and did you enjoy it when you had to do it?
2: Greg, good to be on with you. And no, I I, uh, I missed all of that stuff, guys. I'm I'm a retro guy. I loved it. I if I could turn the clock back fifteen years and, and do it all again, uh, I would do it. Um, my my kids are. I've uh, flown the coop, and, and uh, I, I miss all that kind of stuff. So, the cold nights, uh, uh, the way too warm nights, it didn't matter. And, and doing the entire neighborhood, you had to do so this was like going to a ball game. Remember how you guys used to go to a ball game with dad and dad saying, Well, we can't leave till the game's over. Yeah. You, know, you can't leave in a sixth inning. Well, we couldn't finish victory until we got every house in the subdivision. My kids, be, I'd have one under each arm dragging them up the hill to try to get them back home. So, I, I enjoyed
1: it. <laughs> Did you have a favorite uh, costume? yourself that you wore Favorite,
2: yeah the best thing i did for them and i did it for them obviously was was it for me but uh they were they're big star wars fans and so i i did the full-blown darth vader and i didn't Whoa. let them know i was going to do it and i came out of a back room almost like if you remember in uh you know uh revenge of the jet or, or uh, was the it? Jedi. uh i don't know the middle the middle one return the of the jedi one, uh, you, 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 well, it was the one before that. Uh, the oh, Empire, Strikes Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. You remember when Luke goes down in the cave and all of a sudden Vader comes walking around the corner? He goes down in that cave when he's visiting, when he's trying to yeah. learn from Yoda. Anyway, I came walking around the corner like that, and we had a little bit of music playing, and I scared the living daylights out of the kids. It was phenomenal. It was awesome.
3: <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, all six foot plus of their dad coming around
3: the wow. corner in that outfit. Wow! Wow! Man, fantastic, fantastic, folks. In case you wonder, folks, we are spending time on the dot com. outline <laughs> with Dave Archer, you will hear him later today with West Durham on the call for Falcons against the Vikings here on Sports Radio ninety The game, Archer, saw you this week uh, up at the flowery branch on the day we got the information of the quarterback change, and I, I think it was kind of expected for a lot of a lot of folks. I don't know if you expected it uh well and, and once you heard it what were your thoughts
2: yeah i was kind of leaning towards that that was going to be the way it was going to be not for my own sake but i kind of felt like that was kind of what what art was thinking i think there were a lot of things in play here Obviously, you got to win the football game. That's first and foremost. Um, and maybe not first and foremost. Maybe maybe number one is Ritter and where Dez is from a health standpoint. Um, that was obviously a very good, very big concern. I think there were concerns on the sideline. Even though he was cleared from the concussion protocol, a lot of people say, well, why didn't he get back in and pull your, your bench in him? Now, I think he was doing some things early on in the game that indicated he'd been rocked. And, and maybe some of the protocols and things they put you through don't necessarily – Get some of that out of you uh, to where they can determine that you've been been rocked pretty good. Because some of the things, just the way he was acting a little bit, I mean, he wasn't answering some of the questions. There was, there was some things that he wasn't normally doing as a quarterback on the field that were starting to show up a little bit. So I think that that was the number one reason. Uh, and then they needed a spark. And I, so I think it was twofold. But Heineke came in, and let's, let's make sure we remember, though, that they made adjustments at halftime. And I thought Taylor came in and did a really good job. Ball came out on time. He distributed the ball. He even pulled it down and took off and made one unbelievable run there. I thought he was sacked twice to extend the drive. But they made adjustments at halftime. He, Ritter was sacked five times in the first half, and his average start position was his own 12-yard line. That was, that was not his doing. None of that was his doing. So they made some adjustments at halftime, fixed some of the screw-ups they were having with fielding kicks, and then also fixed some of the protection issues. So Taylor was a beneficiary of that. So let's not put it all on, on the young quarterback. But Taylor was the right choice here, veteran guy. You've got, a, you've got a defense that's going to come in here and try to blitz you and get after you. I think there's going to be a bunch of looks that maybe Desmond's never seen before that Taylor probably has a little taste for, and that's why you got Taylor, Taylor Heineke as your quarterback.
1: David Archer joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio 929 the game 929thegame.com we could go back and forth on what's going to happen with that quarterback position but let's focus on what's going on, on the defensive side and one that we know will be a loss for this team the um the loss of Grady Jarrett and and how this team rallies around and, and and the defensive side of the ball your thoughts on that
2: Yeah, phenomenal loss Greg. Um the guy, the man first of all is 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 probably the biggest part of that. Um, because of not and we know what he does on game day and it's as good as you can get from a defensive tackle position. Um, He's one of the most double team players in the national football league. You can list the top six or seven and Grady's probably going to be in that category uh, just because he's so active and relentless with what he does on the field. That attitude that he has on game day carries Monday through Saturday, which affects the other players around him and how they come to work, how they prepare uh Grady, I think, has constantly got a chip on his shoulder and constantly trying to prove he deserves to be here. After being a fifth-round draft pick and kind of forgotten and too small to play, he's proven all of those things wrong. Well, he's never forgotten where he came from, which I think is as cool as can be, is he's never forgotten that chip and that and that feeling he had when he got drafted in the fifth round when he thought he may should have come earlier or maybe should have been respected a little bit more. And so he's constantly looking for that respect and he's constantly displaying that to his teammates. That's maybe you're going to miss him as much Monday to Saturday in preparation as you will on Sunday.
3: We're going to miss you because you're going to miss him because you won't get to say, you shall not pass. That's right. That's exactly right. (laughs) It hurts
2: me not have one of my staple lines, uh, Sammy. You know that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, David, it's kind of a unique matchup today against Minnesota, and, and that's why I wanted to get to the defensive side of the ball. The meetings on the defense this past week had to do with the quarterback that they're going to be facing or not the starter. Both of these teams are going into a game where either the backup or a a new quarterback entirely is going to be playing. That's rare. And what those meetings must have been like this past week.
2: Yeah, I think that there's always uh, a little bit of difficulty in preparing for a guy you haven't seen. Jaron Hall is an outstanding athlete. If in fact it is Jaron Hall, it sounds like it's going to be the rookie from BYU and, And so he's got tremendous athleticism. I mean, this will be one of those deals where you'll have to go throw some tape on from his college and and look at him and what he did there. Good passer, uh, really good athlete, can pull it down, extend drives, do those type of things. If Josh Dobbs gets in, you might have a little bit more of a bank of information on Dobbs because he's played this season, played in Arizona. Uh, What a weird weird year it's been for him. Thought he was going to be the backup. Uh, back east, and all of a sudden he comes back, it comes west to Arizona's the starter, and all the things that go on there. So, uh, crazy to think how his, his, his uh, season's gone. But as far as Jaron Hall goes, I think the preparation that you're trying to get from him, um, will, you're preparing for the scheme. You're not going to prepare for the quarterback. Now, obviously, the impromptus and the ability to pull it down will be a
3: challenge. Arch, thoughts about the offensive line? I'm going to go back to the offensive side of the ball because it's different. When you hear a different voice, maybe the cadence is a little bit different. Um, you know, they had a chance to work with Taylor you know, last week in the game in the second half, and it seems like things click very well. Is there a checklist or anything for the linemen that we watch for today?
2: Well, certainly you got the week of practice, Sam, so you got to hear Taylor's voice. And it's not, a, it's not like you've got a guy just coming in uh, that hasn't been with the team like a Josh Dobbs, if he were to get in the game for Minnesota, that would be a strange voice altogether. Taylor's been getting some reps, albeit probably not as many reps. And remember, he played all through all through uh, fall camp. He played all the snaps virtually in the fall camp. So they're familiar with him. And, and like you said, he got the snaps uh, at the end of the game last week. So I think they're up to speed there. I don't think there'll be an issue there at all.
1: I I really am curious about – Archer's opinion on this, I mean, it has nothing to do with the Falcons, but this past week the craziness that finally played out in, um, in Las Vegas and the Raiders just kind of cleaning house. And it's not just the fact that Josh McDaniel got fired. My bigger question to you is this. As we sit and talk about Bill Belichick being this great mind, you look at the list of his assistants once they got their own job, and there's nobody who's really getting it done. And then you look at what he's had to deal with since he lost Tom Brady. What are your thoughts on the Belichick tree?
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, because you could call Nick Saban part of that tree as well, and so does it extend to the college ranks where what Nick has done with the people that he's taught? Does does Bill get credit for that? Because those two spent some time together as well, but in the pro ranks, it has not been good. It's not one of been one of those scenarios where you say, "Wow, he's he's uh, uh, his seed is all over the league." It's it's definitely not been that way, and. And really, the only guy that you can kind of point to that seems like that has been able to accomplish that is Bill Walsh. Um, I mean, there have been other guys that have had coaches that go out that haven't been successful. I don't think that Bill Belichick is exclusive to that um, uh, inability to have guys do well once they leave uh, the nest, so to speak, from New England. And there's no question when you get the greatest quarterback of all time. And I think that, you know, many would say Tom is that greatest quarterback. Obviously Joe Montana is in that conversation. There's probably three or four guys that are in that conversation, but when you win as much as he did, I mean, there is something to that. I mean, co- coaches need that guy on the field. That's an extension of them that has that competitive nature. And, and t- there's nobody more competitive than Tom Brady was. He carried that team uh, on the field and he was Belichick on the field. So, when you lose half of you, which I would say that Bill, Bill did when he lost Brady, um, only half of you is not normally uh, enough.
3: Yep, folks, we're wrapping up here on the waitforit.com hotline with Dave Archer. Like I said, what well, I didn't say earlier, he is social. And you can <laughs> find him on Twitter or the X, whatever you call it in the last 15 minutes, at ArcherQB16, at ArcherQB16. Arch thoughts about this offense getting up to a good start. There's no Drake London today, uh, but there's still a lot of uh, talent and a lot of weapons around taylor haneke what's a good start for this offense
2: well a good start would be kind of what you you're expecting and that would be or what you would think it would be and that would be to go down and put points on the board i mean you've got a young quarterback on the other side that's going to be nervous that's going to get in his getting his first opportunity um he's got some weapons on his side of the ball albeit jordan jefferson will not be on the field jordan uh, justin jefferson will not be on the field jordan addison will be Hockenstein, the, core, the tight end, is a good player. They've got two serviceable backs. So it's not like they're coming in devoid of, of, of weapons. That's why um, Kurt Cousins was where he was leading the league and throwing the football. So um, – and this is a defense that can get after you. NL Hunter leads the league in sacks. They can, they can rush the passer. They're going to blitz. They're going to get after you. I would say the dis- distribution of the football for Taylor is going to be first and foremost. He talked about it in his in his press conference on Wednesday – my job is to get the ball to my playmakers, and he's got a lot of Even though Drake's not going to play, and I don't need to list all of them. You guys talk about them all the time, but he's got guys to get to, and I would imagine Arthur's play calling will reflect that. We're going to move the ball over the place. We're going to make it tough for the Vikings to hone in on whatever we're doing, and when they come after you, which they're going to do, this is a blitz team, you have to touch them down the field. You have to hurt them. And make them get out of that. Make them, I used to love to play against blitz teams because I knew I was going to get man coverage and there wasn't a lot of reading. Now I pick out my best matchup and I take that shot. And if they're going to try to defend Kyle Pitts with a safety or whoever they're going to try to do, that's a matchup problem for them. Matt Collins is a matchup problem for them from a size standpoint. You've got to pick out those matchups and you've got to hurt them down the field.
1: Man, and that's the best way to end it. Yeah. With, a break, with a breakdown like that. I was going to say something to him, but, I mean, listen, there's no point. David Archer, you're going to hear him on the call today with West Durham. Falcons in Minnesota, if you can't get in front of a TV, you can hear pregame at 11, kick at 1 o'clock. And I just want to leave you with this, Arch. I will never watch Star Wars and Darth Vader again the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. True. I will be thinking of you, True. buddy. Enjoy the rest of your day, and thanks as always, David. Thanks, Arch. Greg, Sammy, always great to be with you guys. You guys keep doing, keep doing it a good job. Appreciate there you, man. There you go. David Archer.